Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Strive for Strength podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Strample, otherwise known as Fears to Fit, and I am a fitness and business enthusiast, and I'm bringing you the stories of not only myself, but other incredible human beings to help educate you on all things personal development, business, health, and mindset, so that as millennials, we can mobilize our generation and rise. Okay, so I have the incredible guest here with me, Desiree Scoggin. She goes by Des B on social media. Um, We'll make sure to get you guys all of her tags and everything at the end so you can go follow her. Um, But Des and I have known each other for almost, I think, like two years now. Um, And she's just been such a light in the community. She's really risen and she shows up on social media as herself. And so I wanted to bring her here on the podcast today to... Um, share her story with you and make sure that you guys can kind of see how she rose up and um, hopefully that can bring you guys some inspiration. So Des, welcome to the Strive for Strength podcast. Hello and thank you for having me. Um, Yeah, like you said, we haven't known each other. Well, like we have, it feels like forever, but it hasn't been. So I'm excited to chat and not only like, I mean, catch up since we do live in different places, but also be able to hopefully touch on some subjects, inspire your listeners and hopefully leave everyone with just a positive experience. Yay, cool. So um, Des, I would love for you to just start off by um, telling us a little bit about yourself, because I know that you've started off, um, you know, as an athlete. I know that you worked a corporate job, and, you know, now you're kind of living a a really authentic and incredible lifestyle. So tell us where um, your fitness journey and where everything kind of started for you. Yeah. So to keep it short and sweet, because I mean, to be honest, I I feel like everyone's story, you could really make like your own documentary. I mean, that's a lot of life to live to condense. But like you said, I did grow up an athlete, um, went through some different adversities in high school with um, tearing my knee, breaking my hand and having to go through other like shoulder rehab, etc. So once I got to college, I I was a college athlete for Division One volleyball. So that's kind of where my fitness journey started because we really had to, you know, we had to lift, we had to perform as athletes and not only physically, but mentally. So that's kind of where, sorry, if you hear my dogs. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of where it all began. Um, Once I was done with volleyball, which I have talked about on quite a few of my YouTube videos, but I actually got kicked off the team for I like, I literally don't know. I I wish I could tell people like an answer. Um, but it was just, it was truly, um, divine intervention from God, just leading me onto a different path. Um, so no, I didn't like drink or do drugs or anything. It was, it was a separate issue that I had with my coach. So from there, I was just lost. That's when I really lost my identity as an athlete. That's where I really, I didn't know what to do because everyone always told me what to do. So from there is when I continued on my undergrad in exercise science, started to learn about weightlifting and, you know, different styles and strength training, plyometrics, this and that. So I really started to just dabble into the gym um, by myself and learn about it. From there, I became more interested in personal training. I then you know, did an internship. I was working a 40 hour a week job as an exercise specialist at Wendy's headquarters. And then come last November, um, I just, you know, I said, Hey, I, I want to do this on my own. I want to do my own thing. Um, I love helping people and I would rather work 90 hours a week for myself than 40 for anyone else. So I then created my own business, um, 
kind of like last February. So I started February, ended my real job in November. And from there, it's just continued to blossom. And, you know, now I'm out here creating more content and more opportunities for people to transform and do what I did. So that's kind of short and sweet. That's incredible, girl. And for you, um, I know probably social media has been a pretty big outlet for you. So um, tell the people what your social media is, first of all, and then tell us a little bit about um, what really made you start it and how it kind of took off for you. Yeah, so my Instagram is where I started. So um, I've had the same Instagram account since 2009. Like, please do not scroll any further than the past two years because it is just straight up embarrassing. <laughs> um, but it was just something that um, I always used Instagram because I loved taking pictures. I loved documenting this and that, this and that. And once I got to starting my first bikini prep, so this was after I like found the gym, after I was done with volleyball, I started to document just my journey as a bikini competitor. And um, I was promoting myself as a personal trainer at the gym I was currently working at. So that was kind of my first dabble into kind of online marketing, if you even want to call it. Um, it was just me telling people, hi, like I'm at this gym in Kalamazoo. Um, you know, what's up? I would love to work with you. So that was kind of the root of where my fitness Instagram quote unquote started. From there, um, it was purely just me showing my life. You know, I would I would go to my football games with, you know, my now fiance and I would post us and do this and you know, I'd be out at Disney doing that. Once I got into seeing, wow, people are interested in what I'm doing, I then started to really provide content to people. So it kind of evolved into me serving others um, while still keeping the authenticity of like, Hey, like, this is what's up. It's what I'm doing. Um, but from there, it just kind of turned into a platform that really began to grow and I was able to educate and help people through. Um, so it kind of, it wasn't anything planned. It wasn't really like I, I was trying, I didn't even know it was possible. Um, until I started following other people on Instagram, I was like, wow, they have a lot of followers. I like, I wonder how they did that. And then, you know, now here I am, um, just, like I said, using my Instagram, I now I've ventured into a little bit of YouTube. I'm pretty good on Twitter and, um, Facebook. I even do Pinterest. Like <laughs> I just, I'm just here, I'm just here doing it all, doing all That's the good awesome. stuff. That's so awesome, girl. I know for you, um, you know, you've built a really true loyal, um, following. And I know when, um, I started following you at first, you had created a hashtag and I wanted to talk a little bit about it. Cause I think it just speaks to who you are as a person. Um, mm -hmm. and it's just really something that's different than a lot of what we see on social media nowadays, because there is a lot of, um, and I think within the fitness space specifically, there's a lot of unauthenticness. There's a lot of just people who are trying to be like what everyone else who's kind of grown in the fitness industry are like. And I think that you really set yourself apart with that. So, um, I know that you have a hashtag that you started quite a bit back now called um, Unguarded and Unbothered. And it has like, I think almost like 14,000 tags on it. Yeah. Um, so yep. that's, in, that's insane. So for you, what really opted you to, to start that? So this was, I started Unguarded, Unguarded and Unbothered um, May of last year. So May of 2017. Um, at this point, I was pretty like knee deep into my first ever real like bulk um, I saw my body transition from a prep, from my first prep experience to now my first bulk. And I remember going through just such a, 
a dysmorphic phase with how I was seeing myself. And it was kind of uh, also the time where I was really rediscovering my personal faith at my own rate of speed. Like this was my personal decision and um, doing everything. And it was kind of all evolving into this growth period for me. So there was one day specifically, and this was the day I created the hashtag, which I, I didn't even mean to, but I was getting out of the shower and I was getting ready. And it was just a time where I remember looking at myself and I was like, okay, this is what's going to happen. We're going to love what we're seeing right now. We're going to flaunt it and we're not going to jazz it up. We're not going to face tune. We're not going to Photoshop. We're not going to this. We're not going to that. Um, this is the time where I knew I needed to set myself apart again in the industry and find my niche, which is sadly authenticity. You know, it's sad that that's a, a niche, right, um, right. but I was like, you know what? I want people to know what I'm going through. I want people to empathize and, and sympathize and know that they're not alone. Um, so I just made a post kind of talking about like where my body is and this is, you know, no flexing, no filter, no absolute nothing, literally a raw image um, on to Instagram that was, you know, so taboo um, at that point. And I just labeled it unguarded and unbothered. Unguarded meaning that I'm, you know, being vulnerable. There's nothing guarding me from the outside world and what people could say about me. And then unbothered meaning, I mean, I could really care less what you even have to say because this is my body, this is my life, this is that. You really take it in a lot of different directions. Um, but those two words just kind of flowed off my tongue and coincidentally had no other posts under them. Like no one else had ever said unguarded and unbothered. So from there, um, it just kind of snowballed into other people being like, OMG, like, I love this. It's so catchy. And then also I can really, fe I feel this it's literally, you know what I mean? I, I'm here, I'm with you, et cetera. So that was really how it started. And I was featured in like Shape Magazine online and a few different other like BuzzFeed, you know, different little websites. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of, I would say that was the start of really like my branding myself as a, as a person and what I stand for, if that makes sense. Right. And I'm really glad that there was two words that you mentioned. It was your faith and it was vulnerability. And, um, I think a huge part of just being authentic is bringing vulnerability and, you know, just showing your true self. And for you, I know that faith has kind of been a big part of, um, you know, you, you sharing that on social media. So for you, do you find that with the vulnerability, what kind of like emotions and like things did you have to deal with, um, with being vulnerable? Because, you know, obviously not everyone out there is going to approve. Not every, everyone is going to follow along with your beliefs, but what were some like obstacles and challenges you kind of noticed with being more vulnerable? There, luckily there wasn't a lot. And I will tell you there wasn't a lot because I immediately set myself up to win over that scenario. My page is somewhere where you come on and you either like me or you don't like me, you hit follow and you love me or you don't follow and you, you don't worry about me. There is no in-between or middle ground where people might disrespect or not approve of what I'm doing. Um, so for me, I kind of set up my page and my brand as such a positive community where it's like, if you don't wanna be a part of that, then there's no, there's no backlash for it, but also like no one feels the need to drag me down. It's kind of like they know what my, what my community does for me and what I do for them to where like, if you attack me, like you attack us all and you will not come out of that one alive. So that has kind of been one thing 
um, why, you know, a lot of people are like, you don't get a lot of hate. You don't get this. I'm like, no, only because I think people are one, probably intimidated of me and also very intimidated of this group of amazing people that I have behind me. So the only obstacles I have um, faced in terms of, you know, things that maybe people have said or the few times I have been under attack were when I did go under my breast augmentation surgery, when I did um, kind of go pro and get into my reverse diet, move, et cetera. Um, but then also I've gotten maybe two messages ever in my whole life of people like, can you just like calm down your faith? Like, can you just not post as much on your story or like this? But again, those were very like, just like silly messages. Um, but that was probably the biggest obstacle I had faced was undergoing my breast augmentation. And even still that was very slim to none, but it, it was the most kind of controversial thing I would say maybe I've, I've done or whatever yeah. you want. And I, I think a huge, a huge part of that is how powerfully you show up. And I mean that in the most incredible way. Um, you know, like you said, having vulnerability, I think the biggest takeaway from that is um, kind of like the attitude you have, which I know is really hard for a lot of people and like my audience members. Um, you know, it's one of those things where you set the boundary yourself. And I think Des, you've done the incredible job and really showing people like, hey, like you can follow me or you can unfollow me, but like either way, it's your choice. If you're going to stay, like be nice, but if you're going to leave, like leave, you know, if you're not going to. Um, yeah. And I know for you as of recently, like you had mentioned, you've had a lot of just huge events in just the last few months with your move down to Florida, you know, becoming an IFBB pro and then afterwards um, getting your breast augmentation. So I kind of want to hit on that. Um, mm -hmm. I know that you were really open about sharing um, the whole process with everything that you've kind of done, your, you know, going pro, your road to pro, um, your breast augmentation, everything. So um, what really made you feel like that was a part of your life that you really wanted to show? Because a lot of people generally will keep those kind of things to themselves. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, first with the road to pro, I mean, I wanted to share that experience because I wanted people to see that I was going to call it my road to pro. And regardless of whether I got that IFBB pro card this season or not, I was not going to stop. So regardless of whether I failed or whether I succeeded at the end of the day, I was still vulnerable enough to very openly call it my road to pro because I knew that I would, I would accomplish that um, at some point, you know what I mean? And I think I, that's why I was most open with that was because if I was going to quote unquote fail, I wanted people to see that you can think I have the most bang and body ever, but that doesn't mean I deserve any title, um, that is not earned. So that was like kind of why I wanted to be so open and transparent about my goals of becoming a pro and what I needed to do to do it. Um, just because if it didn't happen, which after my first national show, it didn't, um, and going into my second, it could have very much not have again. Luckily it did. Um, but I still wanted to have that again, vulnerability and show people that it's not always going to be a, you're not going to always walk out with a W doesn't matter how many Instagram followers you have. doesn't matter how many people think you look amazing. Um, at the end of the day, it is those four five, six judges right in front of you that call the shots and they don't know anything about you. They don't know your freaking Instagram handle. They don't know how long you prepped. They don't know what your macros are, your cardio. It's just what you bring to the table. So that was kind of why I do documented that. And going right into that after I did undergo my breast augmentation surgery. And again, I wanted to be very open with that because 
first and foremost, you don't need to have boobs to compete. Um, and I very much went pro without them, but I also wanted to undergo the surgery for years now. And I finally felt confident in my decision as well as confident to tell people, um, to where I was like, you know what, if I'm going to undergo this, I'm either going to pop up on Instagram five days later and have boobs, or I can be open with it, tell people what's going on, how I'm feeling, how am I handling being out of the gym? How, how's my pain? How's this? How's that? Um, and really use it to educate people and show them that it doesn't matter where, you know, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. It doesn't matter even your religious views. Like if, if cosmetic enhancement is something that is for you, then you have every right to do it. There's no reason why you shouldn't. And, you know, I'm very much pro boobs. So like, I was like, I might as well, might as well show people um, what I went through and how I got through it and how I recovered and, you know, how I'm doing now. So those are kind of like both the scenarios I would feel that I was like most vulnerable in within the past, you know, year. So yeah. And I think um, that also speak volume to like who you are as a person. The biggest thing is, is like, if you look at it in a way um, specifically that you're providing value to people rather than, you know, just doing this for like getting more followers or the, the social gain, like if you're truly doing it to provide for people, then obviously like those are the people that you want in your corner anyway, because they're seeing it. Right. As that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge part of just being who you are as a person. And um, for you now with, kind of shifting with your social media and, you know, being that you are on YouTube and that you have, like you said, all your, your multiple platforms and everything. I know that this has provided you with quite a bit of opportunity. And I know you've been super successful with your fit guides and with coaching um, and your sponsorships and everything. So do you mind speaking a little bit to the types of opportunity that, you know, showing up as who you are, like what that's done for you in the past year and a half too? Yeah, I think, I mean, any opportunity you have to just be you will always result in a win because the minute that you change your character to fit a mold for someone else is the minute that you'll never uphold to their standard that they set. If you come out and you're like, yo, this is what you get. This is who I am. What's up? If they say yes, it's going to be a hell yes. And if they say no, then it's going to be a hard no. But if you show up and you're going to act like someone you're not and they say yes, then it could easily transfer into a no. And if they say no, then you're butt hurt because you just tried to be this person you thought they would want and you got rejected. So ultimately coming out into any situation, um, especially on my platforms, just like doing literally whatever I want. I mean, posting what I kind of, you know, what I want, tweeting what I want, you know, being funny, being serious, being business oriented, being fitness oriented, whatever, what you see is what you get from me. And I think that a lot of companies really value that in me to where, when I do get asked to partner with them, or I get asked to like be sponsored by them or et cetera. Um, again, what they see, they know they'll get. So they know that if I say yes to them, that it's going to be a hell yes. And if I say no, it's literally a hard no. Um, so that's kind of the value behind the opportunities I've received is just being myself sets you up for well, being yourself sets you up for, you know, the opportunity to really create rapport with different people. And, um, you know, knowing that you're never going to change and you're not going to kind of dismantle your morals and values for a dollar amount or for a number amount. 
So I think that it's just really continued again to speak volumes for my brand and who I am, because if you ever see me push a product or push a company or this or that, there's no like, Hmm, like, I wonder how much they paid her or something like that. They, they always know my friends, my followers will always know that this is me saying like, hell yes to this thing, not just fitting into it. Right. And, um, I know like the companies you work with, um, super loyal, like the amount of like, uh, followers who, you know, when you do hype up a product, like, you know, that it's genuine and that's how you're going to be able to like spread the product and spread the word about it as well. And now for you, I know that you faced a pretty big obstacle in the beginning of this year. And I just want to touch base on it really quickly. So Des, tell the people what happened in January. (laughs) Oh Lord. Um, let me just back this up by also saying that this was January the first. This wasn't like the second or the you know the second week in January. This was literally the first day of the year. <laughs> literally, literally woke up like ah, 2018. I'm ready, and it said, "Well, I'm not." <laughs> so um, the the 31st, I posted an Instagram post, and I was like, "Wow, like what a, what an amazing year!" OMG. <laughs> 2018 is just going to be fire. I am so stoked, whatever. Woke up the next morning um, after celebrating New Year's Eve and I went to my DMs, you know, went through for like five minutes on my page. And I went to go add a story saying, you know, like, good morning, like, (laughs) happy, happy new year. And my Instagram like logged out and I was like, that's annoying, like whatever. So log back in and it said like error, unable to log in. Your profile has been dis whatever, like closed down basically. You know, it's like you're you've been deactivated. I'm like, I literally go into hyperventilation because this had at the time had been happening to quite a few people. And I was always like, oh like that wouldn't happen to me. Like, oh I, I don't use copyright music or like this or that. Um so I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? immediately like messaged Instagram, you know, yada, yada, time goes on. Virtually what happened is uh, my Instagram account got deactivated. Um, Still have no clue why. I mean, that's completely Instagram's doing, but um, for about nine days, I was without my Instagram and I actually at that point didn't know if I would get it back. So I was at 50K. I just hit 50K, like literally New Year's Eve. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what a great start to the new year, Um, whatever. And so I went nine days without my Instagram again, not knowing if I'd get it back, but I had my DBFT fit guide Instagram that I was kind of molding into my own. So I was like, you know what? Worst case scenario, if this, if I don't get my, my um, account back, you know what? I'm going to build it up. I'm, you know, I've, I know what I still have to offer. It doesn't matter. My number account number on my account, um, whatever. So I started just growing my fit guide page. And I mean, I, I gained back quite a lot of followers within that short amount of time. Um, but I'm probably one of the only Instagrammers to hit 10 K twice <laughs> in a very short amount of time. In a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, so that, that's really what happened. It was just, it kind of really set me up for the year and my mentality for the year. Um, not only really breaking me back down to be like super grateful for what I have and not take it for granted, but also to be thankful for the people I always do have. Um, you know, we all get wrapped up in numbers and 
I did for so long until truly two months ago where I freaking totally let go of that mentality. And I'm so, so happy I did. Um, but it was very toxic to me. And so I think that, um, that experience really just set me up to realize that, you know, I kind of made it into like the comeback is greater than the setback. And so no matter what kind of knocks you down, even if it's as silly as an Instagram account, um, that there is always a way to come back better, make it better. And then, you know, kind of capitalize on the, on the opportunity that you had. So although my opportunity was negative of losing my Instagram and, you know, virtually almost losing, uh, I don't want to call it an empire, but, you know, losing this business that I created, um, although that that was my setback, I used it to teach people that, you know, no matter what you don't stop, you don't just give up. Um, even if that means starting literally back over, um, you just got to keep going and keep providing what you know you can. Yeah. And I think that's what shows that you're really in it for all the right reasons. And also just having resilience, because obviously <laughs> I think I would have cried. I was like oh, watching your stories yeah. on the DBFT and you were like, still in a, you were like, still okay. Everything was, I was like, oh my gosh, bless this girl. Because <laughs> you, it was, it really sucked. And you know what, if it happened to me again, it would still suck. Like I'm yeah. very, I'm very open with telling anyone that like, if my Instagram were to go away, it would really hurt. Um, however, again, that doesn't mean that I would stop, you know? So it's, it was definitely, like I said, it was a learning experience. It was something I really don't wish on anyone. <laughs> um, and Instagram service, like customer service sucks balls. So it was <laughs> overall, I was like, I hope this doesn't happen to anyone else because it was a, a pain, but it was learning, learning. Right. I think you handled it like the best way that you, anyone, literally anybody possibly could have. And um, another thing you kind of touched base on was, um, you know, as of two months ago, you kind of realized numbers weren't everything. And I think for you, I think it's always kind of been in the back of your, your mind, you know, with obviously like still being able to show up as yourself, but I've even kind of recently noticed like a shift in your content and it's even like said throughout your captions and I've loved it. Um, I think the response has been super awesome and I think it just shows like the tr your true self as well. And how have you been feeling kind of about that? Because um, I noticed like a little bit of a shift for you. So how hard has that been for you and what have you kind of been dealing with with that? It was hard at first because I think the shift really started to come after I went pro um, and underwent my surgery and moved 1500 miles from home. Um, I was just in a really weird headspace. I was going through, you know, post-show. I wasn't able to work out, um, because of my surgery. I didn't have that outlet. There was just a lot going on in my mind. I was in this new place by myself. My fiance works 10 hours a day and I'm home by myself. I don't have friends down here. Or like I didn't, and it was just a really tough time for me. So during that time, I kind of got back to my root of my Instagram, which if you guys, if you guys are here and you have been following, you remember this, or if you haven't, you can feel free to look back. But all I did was post captions. Like that was my thing. I'm very good with words. I spread a lot of education, knowledge, and motivation through my words. I, I like, I've always been kind of an English person. And so from there, I kind of just dug back into expressing what I was feeling. Um, I think during my prep, I got lazy with my content and I saw what was working and that was that people wanted workouts. Um, so instead of putting a lot of heart and soul into the people that I wanted to serve, I would give them a half-ass 
post that was a free workout. And I knew that people were saving them and liking them and that I was growing from it on my Instagram. So I was like, why would I stop if it's my, if my following is just shooting up? Um, so from there, I kind of, like I said, it knocked me back down being like, why am I even like, why am I posting this many workouts? Like, it's one thing for me to, you know, post a workout because that is what I do. That's, that's, I'm a trainer. That's what I sell, etc. But for my page to be based around just being this body in cool outfits, lifting, um, it's just not the mentality and not the, the brand that I started with. It wasn't me. So from there, I just kind of started to shift back into tapping into my emotions, my feelings, my words, and how they can help people. And I think it's just been really fun for me to dabble into this new role for me being more of a person and not just a personal trainer. So I have this really great balance, I feel right now, where I could post a life situational caption and get a really great feedback on it. But then I can also post a really great shoulder workout and get really great feedback on it. So I think just like, breaking myself out of the, this like set mold, um, that a lot of like fitness became was just videos. It kind of regave me the opportunity to touch people who are visual learners, audio learners, but also people that want to just be emotionally turned on, so to speak. Yeah, that's incredible. I didn't know. Obviously, That sounds weird. (laughs) It's so true. And I know it's obviously, it's, it's, obviously hard, like not seeing numbers, like consistently go up. Like that's what everyone always thinks about on Instagram. But, you know, essentially for you, like not only are you trying to provide value, not only are you an account that, you know, you want to see other people flourish, but I mean, also too, you know, you do have a business, you are an online coach. Like there are so many other aspects to, you know, being able to make that shift with your content. And I think, I know like that has to be super scary, but it just speaks volumes to like who you are as a person as well. Um, So you have been... It has been very scary. And, um, you know, ever since I stopped doing a lot of videos, um, or even really like stopped catering to others in terms of like, Oh, well, I know that they want a shoulder workout. So like, I'm going to go out of my way to post a shoulder workout. No, like if I feel called to post something, I've just been doing it. Um, and you know, my growth has completely like stalled, if not just like creeping by, I mean, I'm just putting this in perspective for your listeners. Um, I was gaining upwards of eight to 9,000 followers a week. And I'm lucky now if I gain 150 to 200. And that is just to show people that that is how much it can dramatically change. Um, and also that's how much you need to love what you're doing. Um, or else if you're just out here trying to hustle for a number, you will just, you will never be fulfilled and your cup will consistently be empty. And that's where I was for a couple months when I was letting that get to me as my cup was very empty and I felt as if I wasn't adding value. Um, And then I had just, for example, my launch for my new timeless fit guide, and it was the best launch I've ever had in my life. So it's, so regardless of numbers, if you're still focusing on really impacting and touching the lives of the people that are consuming your content, no matter what that is when you'll reap rewards, especially if you're running through an online business. Um, So numbers don't necessarily equal consumers and that's something to always remember as well right and I think you've just done an incredible job of kind of uh showing that honestly being like one of the few people who's been able to make that transition so proud of you girl that's awesome so um so I guess to kind of wrap things up um to give my audience a little bit of you 
Um, if you could say that there is one, one piece of advice you had for someone who is looking to just strive for strength, no matter, you know, the, the setbacks that happen, whatever it might be, what would your piece of advice be for them? My piece of advice for anyone looking to strive for strength would be to hip thrust more. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, but honestly, um, no, I think, you know, for anyone looking to strive for their strength, remember what exactly what I just said, it's going to be your strength. Your strength isn't going to be my strength. My strength isn't going to be Susan's strength and Susan's strength isn't going to be Carol's. So it's really important to remember. I mean, I feel like it's redundant, especially like in my content, but your journey, your strength, your wins, your losses are yours. So you cannot expect anyone to always be in the same boat as you because we all are literally on such a different journey and also are showing different parts of the journey. So just because you don't see my losses every day doesn't mean I don't take home some L's. So it's important to just, you know, my advice is just remember to focus on you, focus on your strength, and then always capitalize on those things. One thing that I was told a couple of weeks ago, I can't remember exactly how the quote went, but it was something along the lines of um, like, um, God will use your biggest weakness to create the biggest relationships. So sometimes the hardest things you might be going through and that vulnerability you might need to have is that same thing that will connect you with someone else who's in the same boat and can really empathize you, support you, sympathize, et cetera. So just continuing to, you know, be yourself, show up authentically and genuinely and the, the positivity will always come out of doing both. Yay. So there you have it. There's Des V and guys, you want more of that fire. So (laughs) tell us where can the people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Des V with three underscores. You can find me on YouTube. You can just search you can probably search Desby or you can search Desiree Scoggin Fitness. Find me on Twitter, Desby Fit, Pinterest, Desby. The best Twitter friends. <laughs> the best Twitter. <laughs> and um, yeah, you can just, you know, find me on my website. And from there, you can also find every other channel as well. So whatever's easiest for you, come, come hop along. Awesome, Des. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. And thanks for all the value that you provided. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to kind of hearing the feedback from what maybe someone took away from this.